This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you hit it, enjoy the tea. Feel free to chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you think. I want to hear your truth. I want to see what you see. Come on and talk to me. Pick a lovely tea in this game of based on her youth and with men it's the opposite they can be old as dirt child and people still oh he's handsome he has salt and pepper gray hair but let a woman's hair be gray it's like oh you need to dye that shit <laughs> am i lying you know so it, it's really sad so a lot of times you have a lot of older women who sit up here they're in competition with younger girls they feel away about younger girls and that's not cool but society does that. They they place people on these, you know, pedestals where it's like for women, it's not okay for them to age. And that's what kind of bothers me with Kim Kardashian. You're so busy talking about your DTF and you want BDE. You're out here talking like you're, you know, 15 to 21 years old. You're a grown woman in your 40s with a 10-year-old daughter and a bunch of kids. How about, you know, it's okay to act 40, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But you have people, again, chasing this whole thing of youth. And there's nothing wrong with being young and youthful and, you know, being hip. I think I'm pretty hip, but I understand my age. I'm not about to be out here in competition with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Your time is your time to shine. My time is my time to shine. And I think with aging, we also need to understand that one of the things that come with that is more knowledge. Like, I feel happy that I know a lot more now at my age than I did 10, 15 years ago. You know, people forget about that, that knowledge and make not making the same mistakes that you made when you were younger, that those are valuable life lessons. So people need to like really appreciate aging. Cause like I said, in that documentary, the opposite of not aging is death. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to start taking some calls. I want to hear y'all's opinion. What do you guys think about this? What do you guys think we're going to go in the future? with this whole digital immor uh, immortality? Um, what do you guys, what do you guys think? as far as like, it feels like we're living in a Black Mirror episode. You know, you have a lot of these rich billionaires like Elon Musk and others um, trying to do things where they can like take their soul and their being and put it into the metaverse and live infinitely in that world. So there's lots of plans to basically take people from the physical world into this whole nether realm. So just raise your hand if you wanna speak. I'm gonna start bringing people up on stage and just stay muted until I call your name. So let's start with Liz. Liz, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, um, Benita? Uh, it's Benetta. Hi, T. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? 
I'm doing great. I really, I love your channel, by the way. I've watched you for years and um, I'm really excited to be talking to you. Um, But I really just want to touch on something that you spoke about. You spoke about how women aren't allowed to age gracefully. And I'll let you know right now, I'm 21. Mm -hmm. And I've been on my YouTube, on my social media, I've been getting a lot of ads for Botox. And one of the Mm. ads that was reading it, they were like, oh, it's, it's getting Botox in your 20s too early. I'm like, what? I'm reading this. And these are women that are in their 20s like myself. They're a little bit older, but they're telling us that at age 20 or even as young as 19, 18, we can start getting Botox so we don't have to get older. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like we should enjoy our youth. We should enjoy our, our being young. And, you know, there's no just fountain of youth, but instead we're getting promoted and pumped with these ads that are telling us that we should, we should look even younger. How young do you want me to look? I'm only 21. Right. So, and even at 25, you're still extremely young. Even at 30, you're still young. There's some beautiful women in their thirties that look just as beautiful as they were in their twenties. So I feel like for Mm -hmm. us, it's really the um, it's not even just the makeup as well. It's the actual procedures that they're making us or making us feel like we need to do because I don't think there's anything wrong with makeup. I think makeup is great. I love makeup, but it's actually the procedures that they're having us do that are really making us feel like we are not like good enough. You know what I'm saying? Especially for right. us women. And, and that's really like- scary being that you're only 21 because I remember when Botox first came out, you know, when it was starting to be promoted, like in the late nineties, it was, and you saw the commercial, it was older women in like their literally fifties and sixties. And it was for crow's feet, you know, laugh lines, you know, things like that, where you could visibly see it. What crow's feet and laugh lines does a 21 year old have? I'm honestly, confused. honestly, and the women that were in the in the ad that we're seeing, they were like, it said, I don't know, if this was the real age, but in the ad, they were saying that they were 25, 26, like mid to late 20s. But even at that stage, though, you're still young, you're still youthful. And I just want to, I think I've also, I've actually stopped um, following a lot of influencers and things like that, that promote these things on social mm-hmm. media, because we're not allowed to enjoy our youth. We're not allowed to, to just be ourselves anymore, because we have to promote this image. Like at 21, sometimes I feel a little bit old but I look back at myself I'm like what the hell I've only like I've literally just got the right to drink I I just got I'm just mm-hmm. I'm about to graduate college you know there's so much more life to live but social media and these companies are having us feel like we need to do more to live and also one thing you really touched on you always touch on this is this competition like I always feel like in terms of because I, I I work in finance and marketing and I occupy mm-hmm. a lot of spaces where I work with much older people just because of where I work. Um, I don't right. see a lot of people my age. But within that category, I'm always feeling like I'm in competition with my older counterparts, especially when it comes to my work because of this youthfulness. Like I know one of my coworkers a few weeks ago, he said this and he he is um is one of our managers and he was like, oh, she's only been here for a few months and she's doing it better than you. And this is to my older coworker and she's been there. She's, I think she's one of the receptionists, but we all work together. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like he just really was comparing us and our youth and our age based on how good we work or whatever he was seeing. I'm just like, yeah. yeah and then that breeds animosity. Yeah, you know, it, it breeds really anger. And that was one thing like I used to hate when I was younger, when I was a teen, is that you would have a lot of older women like constantly like hating on like me and my friends, throwing shade, talking about our outfits. Like back then, I remember crop tops were in, right? 
You know, yeah. like how Leah used to wear her crop tops. Yeah. Chad, we'd wear with them big old Janko jeans, honey. So yes. we have our crop tops, you know, we're, we're walking around looking cute. And it was always like, oh, y'all look fast. Y'all are doing too. It was always like this negativity. And I always told myself when I get older, I'm never going to do that because I feel like this. When are you going to enjoy your body? Mm-hmm. That is the time for you to enjoy the fact that you ain't, you don't have no kids, your waist is snatched, you're little, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. by the time you get into like your late 20s and 30s, you're popping out kids, you're getting stretch marks. So why would I sit here and hate on somebody who's 19, 20, 21, who's learning to, you know what I'm saying, express themselves and, and, and enjoying their body? And a lot of the women who would always have something to say, they don't pop out four or five kids, let themselves go. So now you want to sit on your porch all day and talk shit. You know, so it's like, I never wanted to be that type of person. And I hate when I see that. And a lot of times, the reason why a lot of women end up with that mentality is because men, unfortunately, not all men, of course, they pit women against each other. I totally agree. You know, so you're going to get that at your job, especially if you're young, you're bright, you're doing your thing. And then you have somebody who's been there maybe 10 years, you know, they're, you know, everybody's always enamored with the new girl, right? At any job. So that can make, you know, women who've been there for a while and who are older, you know, kind of feel away. And instead of them taking their animosity out towards the people who are picking out against each other, they're seeing you as competition. And then it's like all this shade and eye rolling. It's very awkward, especially in corporate America. It definitely is. And especially when you're working in finance with these guys that some of these finance dudes, they don't sleep. So I'm telling you, we're the only women that they probably ever see. So it's even worse when you're working in finance and marketing because it's even heightened. Because like I said, we are working 40 plus hours a week with these same people every single day. But I just want to add one more thing before I leave. Mm -hmm. And it's just talking about like, I feel like I've gotten to know two different women. It's either they're hating on us or they want to be us. And which I'm a little bit uncomfortable because um, I have a a friend's mom she likes to dress the way we dress but obviously mm-hmm. I kind of really stopped dressing a little bit provocatively just because I don't want to anymore and it's just not my thing um but she's always trying to mimic us and it's kind of getting to the point where I think it's a little bit inappropriate and also like having those kind of conversations with them where I don't want to seem like oh you can't be like us but I also want to be able to go out with my friends' mother cuz I do like my friends and we've been close for years but mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where it's becoming The mom is like the third wheel. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and not- that's where as an adult I I yeah. know women who are like that and even for me because I am, you know, I have a younger spirit, I look a little bit younger, I always make it a conscious effort. I never invite myself to stuff with young people. Yeah. Now, if they say, you know, Miss T, we want you to come, you're invited to the cookout, and I ain't ate all day, you're damn right I'm coming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's, it, you know, it's just about being appropriate. I'm yeah. not there to be, I'm not walking around in a belly top and a short skirt to be in competition with my son's friends and his homegirls. Yeah, yes, but, I mean, it's not that, but it's the fact that you can actively see that they're trying to compete for the same and do right. the same exact things that we're doing, right? Like I could be twirling my hair and doing all this, you know, like, like we do mm-hmm. sometimes trying to impress the boys and you're in having her do it right along with us to guys that are around my age or just Your a little age, bit older, yeah. it's really, well, to me, it's just really, well, the problem like, is you have some women again they're in competition with their daughters. See, that's the conversation you don't like to have. Like somebody said in the chat, Bernice Burgos and her daughter. Her daughter's like 23, 24, 25. Bernice is in her in her mid-40s. 
but she's very much in competition with her daughter. And you have a lot of women who are like that, where it's like, now they want to go clubbing with their daughters and, you know, they're trying to get matching outfits and they're hollering at guys the same age and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with going out and hanging out with your kids. Me and my son have gone out and hung out together, you know, but again, I'm going to act a certain way. I'm not going to be yeah. trying to holler at his friends or people his age. So it's just about how you carry yourself. But yeah, you do, unfortunately, you do have some mothers who are very much in competition with their daughters because either they had them really young so they feel like they missed out on, you know, parts of their teenage years or their 20s because they had to, you know, babysit and breastfeed and go to work and they weren't able to kick it because they had to be parents early. So now that their child is old enough to get out there and hang out, they want to hang with them, you that's know, and that's where it, it's a fine line. It's a fine mm-hmm. line. So today's show sponsors Chime.com. What goes great with the summer vibe? How about a checking account with no monthly fees? Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. And the best part is you can send money to anyone, even if they're not on Chime. It's fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. So to join Chime and receive no monthly fees, it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com forward slash sip slow. Once again, that's Chime.com forward slash sip slow. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by by the Bank Court or Stride Bank NA. Members of the IC, out of network ATM withdrawal fees. Withdrawal fees apply except for money past ATMs in 7-Eleven locations and at any Allpoint or Vista Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third party and cash deposit fees may also apply. Yeah, thank you so much, T, for letting me speak. And thank you, T-Sippers, for listening. Um, You guys have a good night. I'm going to be listening as well. So, Okay, thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm, Bye. She made some really, really good points. Very beautiful girl. Let me go ahead and bring on Shireen. Oh, my goodness. I'm actually so grateful that you're allowing me to speak (laughs) right now because I'm in South Africa. I love the accent. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's it's half past 12 in the morning in the ams i was like i pray that she lets me speak soon um oh, well, but i wanted to, to just show. say i'm i'm so happy to be here i'm a huge fan of yours and um, i'm 23 years old and mm-hmm. i wanted to say that when i started watching your channel um, I'm sorry, because I know that this is centered around the deep dive that you did, but I just, I really need to give props to you because you taught me something as a young woman. Because when I started watching your channel, like obviously at the age of 23, I kind of grew up on the internet and I've had social media around for a long time. And we're not used to as young women seeing women present themselves in an authentic way. Like you haven't gone and done a bunch of things to yourselves yourself as in like plastic surgery you're not um overdone like you're just a natural beautiful chocolate woman you have a figure of like an older woman but you are proud of that and it's like when you see people presenting themselves on social media once they get a certain following and amount of notoriety they're so obsessed Mm -hmm. especially with women they're so obsessed with doing a bunch of things to themselves like they all do that so as young women I also feel like because of the internet I mean we blame the internet for everything but the internet really has been a catalyst for setting this obsession with youth because now we're all exposed to seeing how everyone 
all over the world looks all the time. So a girl like me in South Africa, like I'm, I'm seeing Kim, you know, at 40, like you said, who still looks like she could be, well, not 25, but maybe pushing 30, but it's because she's done a bunch of things to herself. And she also has this obsession. You can see that that whole family has an obsession with youth. Um, And a lot of, yes. And a lot of young women are looking up to that. So it is very refreshing to see a woman who is a a social media, like icon in my books, but like she is proud of who she is. Yeah. So I just feel like, I feel like the problem for us as young people, it's unfor- it is the internet, you know, like it, it's just that we're so overexposed. We're so overexposed. Like the internet has made people very shallow. I would say for women, it's more the internet than it is men, in my opinion, because I just feel like the internet has made us very shallow. We're just, we're constantly being bombarded with pictures of, of other women. Um, we're constantly being, plastic surgery as well has become like super normalized. It's something that we're, that we sort of glamorize, you know, it's no longer, uh, there's no longer a stigma attached to, to having a bunch of work done. So I feel like the glamorization of plastic surgery and the amount of access that we have to each other, the amount of access that we have to like influencers, the way that influencers are also very dishonest. That's another thing because a lot of famous women, they, they just lie, you know, and I feel like, yes, they don't owe us. They don't owe us an explanation as to what they do with their bodies. But if you're going to, if you're going to claim that um, you look a certain way at 50, like JLo, because of olive oil, like she wants, like she wants said, like to me, that's just, yeah, like rather just be quiet. Don't lie. Because most of the people that are looking at you are, are young people, younger than me, like 13, 15, 16 year old girls. So mm-hmm. I just feel like um, that's one of the major things. And then also I wanted to just say, I have a friend here in South Africa who actually, actually this person is not my friend. I'm not, not going to lie, but it's someone that I know of who actually survived a kidnapping attempt. And it was really... It was really horrifying because he's a, he's a man, he's a guy. And so for us, he, and he's a young guy, um, uh, mid-20s. And for us, the only thing we could think of why they try to kidnap him is Which obviously way? we, we yes, no, 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 yeah. to harvest, no? to harvest his harvest. organs. We think, yeah, we think oh, it yeah. was for the, the organs. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of them, when they so, harvest this, they're doing those rituals and then they're getting the organs. Yeah. Healthy young Yeah, men. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think you know the you you mentioned um, the whole part of the the organs and people also in the black market buying organs to maintain youth and sometimes not just not just to maintain youth but because we're we're scared of death, you know mm-hmm. like death is every, everybody's just trying to not that you should want to die, but people will do anything, you know like we've just reached. Um, yeah, we've reached a, a place in society where, like, we're sort of very desperate. Um, but, yes, I just wanted to say that I don't believe that it's, it's it's mostly the men. In terms of the obsession with youth, I wouldn't say. I think uh, many years ago it, it was that way, but now there's so many other factors, and that's just my opinion. But thank you for letting me speak. And, uh, yeah, I love you so much. You are an inspiration. Love you too, and thank you so much for calling in, sis, and thank you for staying up. Yeah, it's a lot, and you know one thing too, um, like she was saying, that yeah, it's not always the men. A lot of times women do things because they're in competition with other women. You know, I, I always laugh when people are like, oh, I went and put 
five pounds of silicone in my ass because the men. No, you didn't. You were in competition with other strippers in the strip club. Like, let's stop. I mean, yes, men will, you know, give you attention and their heads will turn. But at, at some point, it was women being in competition with other women. Because I remember when the whole um, video vixen era, if y'all remember, you know, and at that point, most of the models looked more like a Melissa Ford. You know, Melissa Ford always just had like a cute little shape, had a little bit of a booty on her, nothing too outrageous. Then you had um, Buffy the Body. And Buffy is really sweet. I remember she was one of the first women I ever interviewed on YouTube. Um, but you had her out there. And then it was like, after that, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And yeah, I remember Lola Love, you know, that's when people like really injected themselves with like the back alley silicone. And you can say that, yes, it does bring male attention, but a lot of that stuff was, you know, who can be the slimmest and have like the biggest, you know, 55 inch ass. I mean, they used to go around measuring people's asses and hips when all that stuff was like really, really popular, you know? So now the good thing is that now there's safer procedures and people are not doing the back alley stuff as much. But yeah, it's it's very crazy how a lot of people will see other people as competition, but you don't even know what that person is going through. Um, like somebody was saying in the chat, Carly Red, you know, she's being clowned all over social media for putting all these fillers and things in her face. But I also remember when she first came out on Love & Hip Hop, that was the disc that everybody used towards her. You're old, you're old, you're old. Remember, they were always telling her she was old, she was old, she was old. And Carly Red looks damn good for her age. She's a beautiful woman. You know, so I think, you know, unfortunately, because of the obsession with youth and then, you know, her and her daughter look like twins. Her daughter is beautiful. There's that slight mother-daughter competition. You know, now she's done all this stuff to her face and it's kind of sad. It really is. Let me go ahead and bring on some more people here. Um, Imani, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad I'm able to talk to you in another green room. Oh, my goodness. But I'm going to be honest with you. I really enjoyed the documentary. It was very good. Can you get somewhere you know a little bit quiet? It's really loud. Okay, roll up your windows because we can't hear. We just hear wind. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yep. You can hear me? Okay. Uh -huh. so I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to <laughs> okay. say that your documentary was really good. I really enjoyed it. And it confirmed a lot of what I was feeling, um, especially what you was that tapping into the um, obsession with youth. Um, mm -hmm. Because I'm, I'll be in my late 20s. And I, under, I even though I'm still young, but like you said, this obsession with youth has gotten to the point where women in their mid to late 20s are feeling like, oh, I'm getting, I, I've actually heard this when they say, well, I'm getting old. And I'm looking like, you're not old. You're still very young. What are you talking about? But they yeah, you have 28 year olds who think that they're old. Now they, people old. say anytime you're over the age of 25, you're old. And it's like, bro, that's the halfway mark in life. If you yes. think you're old at 25, wait till you get, wait till you're 45 <laughs> and 55. Like that's not old at all. It is so but it's that obsession with youth. Yeah. And they're comparing themselves to young girls in their late teens, early 20s. And they're looking back like, gosh, I understand time is flying. And it does feel like, wow, like I'm about to be 30. 
but I'm but I want I'm gonna be honest with you. I embrace getting older. I actually make this joke all the time when people be like, "Oh, you're still young. You're still a baby." I'm like, "No, but I actually want to get older. I actually look forward to getting older and seeing life and learning more because what I've learned about being in my 20s not the 20s is a small part of your 20s is about partying and having fun that's a small part but a lot of your 20s is developing growing mentally spiritually emotionally developing into the woman that you would be so forth in life and being as you get older and you get wiser you make you know you make better decisions you start seeing yourself growing and that's the growth that people keep forgetting as you get older and you're blessed to see another year you continue to grow and that's very important and it's good because as you get older when you see people under you then you can take people underneath your wings and you can teach them or if you see somebody about to go down the same path that you went to when you was young then you can see yourself being that older person but nobody sees themselves as being that model everybody's so self-centered and social media and the internet has made us very self-absorbed human beings that we're not even thinking about how our experience can be a blessing to somebody else or how what we're mm-hmm. learning and what we're going through in our youth can actually help the next generation like i'm gonna be 27 this year I, I'm like, I tell everybody, I'm like, listen, starting this year, I'm counting down to my 30th birthday, and each birthday, I'm going to do something bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm not going to wait till 30 to do something good. I'm going to celebrate every last minute of these 20s, and when I hit 30, it's going to be a real big celebration, because that is a milestone for me. So, and then another thing that I wanted to point out in a documentary was the uploading the conscious into the digital world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that is going to really affect people's mental health in the future because mm. here's the thing that I or what I was saying when we was talking about this. I don't like that because I always say it ain't nothing like the real thing. It is nothing right. like having that person physically here in their spirit, experiencing them in the physical body. You can't touch that person. You can't kiss that person. You can't have a conversation that person up conscious uploading to the avatar the avatar is not real the spirit is not even real it's an imitation of once was that's not the real person so you're going to have more and more people that are going going to go through depression because once they come out the metaverse and once they deal with the real world the person is not there they're gone so what Mm -hmm. do you do how do you grieve properly that's going to affect people's grieving process it may cause people to have you know to delete themselves you know you don't that that is not healthy it is important as a human being to understand that death is a part of life unfortunately we don't want the loved ones to die we don't want them to go but we have to understand that that is a part of the human cycle that we're born and everybody's born to die so you as a human being have to always accept the fact that yes my mother would die my 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 husband my wife my brother my sister every will die but there is life after death there is life outside of this and you all people are just so absorbed with the digital world that they're not understanding life anymore they're not understanding what it is to be a human being and this is where we're going and i'm gonna be honest with you i don't like it i hate Mm -hmm. it but that's the other thing i wanted to make a point about that although it's kind of deters from the documentary but then it kind of goes into that play of you know how social media has affected us is just being natural human beings 
Yeah, everything is very much altered on social media. You know, what's good is bad. What's bad is good. good. And I mean, I've had I've had girls literally turn 30. And, you know, I've talked to them in the DMs, voice chats, and they were literally breaking down crying because they felt like they were failures because at 30, they're not where society and Instagram is telling them where they should be. And I'm like, okay, so you're not living in a mega mansion driving a Bugatti. (laughs) Neither am I. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still have so much more life to live. And the thing is, everybody's journey is their own journey. And the problem with Instagram is that you're always comparing yourself to other people, you know, and I've been caught up in that where, you know, you get so focused on the numbers and, you know, what this person is posting and, you know, when you start doubting yourself and you're thinking like, dang, my life is just horrible because these people are always kicking it and partying and, you know, dressed in the best and they have stylists and makeup artists and all this and that. But a lot of that stuff is just for social media. Half the makeup artists and hairstylists aren't even getting paid. Nope. And you write about that too. That's why I don't even use um, social media for personal use no more because I work in it professionally. So I remember seeing social media from the very beginning, just when Instagram and Twitter were all new and everybody was trying to figure out what do they do with it. And I always say this. I always tell people this. The minute social media became monetized, that's when the whole game changed. The minute people were getting paid to promote a certain lifestyle, the minute they learn that they can actually replace social income from social media to replace their their day jobs, that's when the game changed. Because social media was once what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a place where people can connect and meet different people or see or get connected with people they haven't seen in years. But now because the business aspect and the money aspect took over, that's when it went from being social to being fake. So right. we're not even like, now. Not, look how everybody yeah. wants their lifestyle paid for. I just want yeah. a haircut. Why should I be paying $75 for a haircut? Because you want your lifestyle paid for. Like, you know, it's like people aren't even taking their their services that they're supposed to be rendering to people seriously now because they want you to pay for their lifestyle. Why? So that way they can find on social media. I mean, I know there's a guy out here doing $1,000 haircuts. Now, he mainly works with celebrities, but damn, $1,000 for a haircut? That's that's a bit much. Yeah, but that's what we're doing. We, we, this is the world we live in, and it's actually sad. But I always say this to people. I said, listen, everybody's life journey is different. It takes discipline as a human being, as, as a person, to accept who you are and accept your life. And my mom always tells me that. She said, you got to get to the point where you have to understand that God is the the is our maker. He created us. He already know what our lives were going to be like before we were even destined to be on this earth. She said, that's like you as a human being. You're telling God, this is how my life should look. And because it don't look like that, then you don't love me. And she said, that is false. That's not even biblical. And she said, that's why a lot of people walk around with anxiety and depression and they feel like failures because they don't understand. Like everybody don't believe in God, but it is important to understand your own life journey and it's important to appreciate your own life journey because your life this person's life and the other person's life is not going to be the same as yours and vice versa and that is okay she said because at the end of the day when everything is said and done you're living the life god wants you to live and that's all that matters she said nothing else matters but that 
But that is all I have to say. Okay. T, I'm so okay. glad I was able to talk to you. I know it's been a while. I've been sitting in the background chilling on the Zoom meetings and stuff. But it, it, you have a good, great evening. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Definitely. She made a lot, a lot of good points. Let me go ahead and um, bring on some of the fellas. Uh, Olufemi, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, um, can you hear Hi, me? how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Bless you. Um, I've got to try and keep my voice down. Um, it's quite late here. I'm in the UK. But um, yeah, okay. I was just going to... I was just going to say that um, I sort of vaguely remember um, many, many moons ago when it was magazines that seemed to be the the thing for how people would, um, let's say, get their comparisons. I remember, I mean, over here, there was, I think it was called Just 17, a magazine. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was called Just 17. And um, yeah, basically, you had a lot of teenagers that were reading the magazines and then feeling disillusioned about themselves from the magazines. So I said that was many years ago. Oh, but yeah, that is very how... true. There was all types of think pieces about, you know, airbrushing in magazines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But all of that has, it's interesting how there was a trend. And just like I typed in the thing, how um, over a decade ago, maybe a lot of ladies used to get like facelifts. Because I remember amongst, sorry to say, but amongst certain white people, they were getting facelifts and, you know, um, having all sorts of makeovers and things like that. Um, and it's like things like that are now propelled to society now, you know, making young ladies, sorry to say, you know, compare themselves. But the thing about, I mean, I'm not on Instagram presently at the moment, but the thing about social media is it's just a highlight reel, as we all know, but it's mm -hmm. crazy how it continues to mess with our psyche, whereby we actually forget that it's not every aspect of a person's life. It's literally just a highlight, highlight reel of the best moments that right. they've had or seen within, you know, a particular period of time. And that's only what they're sharing with the world. But it's not, obviously, what they're going through in the day-to-day. -day. It's not the difficult times. It's not the, you know, it's just the best of times rather than, you know, rather than the good, the bad, and the ugly, let's say. So uh, let me uh, ask so, you, so, yeah. from a man's point of view, do mm -hmm. you guys, do you as a man ever feel pressure to kind of, be forever young because you know as we see men can age and they don't get as much scrutiny as like you know women do but do you feel like there's competition with young men versus older men because sometimes you kind of see that bravado where sometimes like older men would try and tell young boys like hey you need to do this you need to be doing this with your life and it's like I'm not trying to hear you old man so there's that mm -hmm. old man young man dynamic yeah can you speak yeah. on that Okay, I understand where you're, where you're coming from. I mean, I personally, I don't really, I don't really buy into all those sorts of perspectives. Yes, there is a pressure to, I guess, as people would call it, the patriarchy. There is a pressure, I guess, to want to succeed and to be able to make it, you know, to make money and, you know, to do better and to do better in life, you know, to acquire things um, in order to, you know, to, I guess get the best, you know, I mean, kind of, I mean, sorry to say, but they call it the American dream because everything seems to be bigger. And it's funny how, I guess, now they're saying Dubai is like the next place where, you know, people are propelled to, you know, go and go, go expansive and, you know, spend a lot of money and things like that. But um, talking to what you said, I mean, as I said, I don't personally um, have that. I mean, I do personally have the comparisons, but I don't personally have the dilemma when it comes to either my physique or you know, my body or anything like that. But the one thing that I do find interesting is, um, I don't know his name, but I know 
um, it, was, it was the guy who in, in America who got the Kevin Kevin Samuels tattoo on himself. Okay, um, the rapper. And, I forget his name. Yeah, and he also he's a social media influencer. Apparently, he had a falling out with his girlfriend or something like that, or his wife, uh, because he was treating her wrong. And apparently now she's in a relationship with his op or something like that. I don't know these people's names, but apparently him, apparently he had surgery on himself, like to, to get us a, a, a six pack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found that it's, again, it's not something that appeals to me, but I found that interesting because I'm like, okay, so certain brothers would go and get surgery to be able to you know, to be able to want to look better in their physique, to feel better about themselves and, um, you know, and to be able to, I guess, advertise themselves or market themselves in a better way, especially when they're trying to get a bigger following. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not on social media. Uh, well, I'm, I am on certain social, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not on Instagram or anything like that. And I'm not, I'm not that young myself. I mean, I'm now in my 40s, so. You know, I I try and avoid a lot of that pressure, but I do see it as the instant gratification gram. And yes, though I see its appeal for you know like business and um, you know launching projects and being able to get things out there. So I did the curse of it is I guess this whole comparison, about, you know, being the thief of joy kind of thing, whereby you know people are never really fulfilled even though they're achieving great things. And I think even Colonel Saunders, I mean, if you remember his story, I think the rumor is that. You know, I mean, it was in later in life that he was able to achieve his um, his dream of KFC, I think it was. And similar things with people like um, Harrison Ford and, and others who entered the game and didn't actually get to the, the peak of their of um, their devices until later life. So right. I'm like, you know, sometimes there's very, very late bloomers. So that's what continues to help me to, you know, to kind of stay grounded and say, thank God for life and thank God for where I am now. Um, there's still much life left in me. And even though, because funny enough, I saw um, a tweet um, and it was funny enough, uh, or I think it was a tweet or it was or it was a comment or something like that. And it was basically saying people born, um, it was a guy and he was saying um, he would like to enter into, into a relationship for somebody who was born between 1990 and 1999 because they're old. And then somebody then commented on the tweet and they said, oh, what about for people who were born between, you know, before 1990? And he said, what, the ancestors? And I was like, Ooh, I had to laugh at that. Not the think, ancestors. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? So is that, I'm like, is that how they, how they now perceive people? Who, so what about people who were born in the 70s or people? Not who the 80s babies being the ancestors. Y'all yeah, exactly. got the nerve. I'm like, it's crazy. I don't mind finding it and trying to share it with you. It's just something that I saw on YouTube. But I was like, wow. That's I was like, this, this whole obsession with youthfulness is, is clearly just going, you know, up the creek, kind of. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so much for calling in. It was very good talking to you. Bless you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You made some good points. I can't believe they said people born before 1990 are the ancestors. Wow, the the shade. But um, Amaya was in the chat talking about their new videos on TikTok of girls ages 13. I think she said 13 to 17. And they're talking about their maintenance, how much it costs them per month to maintain their lifestyles. And I guess a lot of these girls are paying $1,500 a month. Where are they getting this money? The only maintenance I ever had when I was 13 was enough money for lunch. Like, like $1,500? <laughs> 
I'm lucky if I even got $5 for the week. Cause some days you have to miss lunch or get free lunch. Like why a 13, why does a 13 year old need a $1,500 allowance or maintenance fee? But again, you have a lot of these kids being treated like, you know, adults. They're getting the hair done, nails done, makeup, lashes. You know, it's so funny how the youth, like the real young youth, like the junior high, high school kids, they're striving so hard to look older because a lot of them look old as hell. Look like they're like 25 and they're only 15, 16. And then meanwhile, the girls who are 25, they're being pressured to get Botox to look younger. You know, it's it's insane. So let me go ahead and um, bring on here uh, Victoria Charles. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing, T? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, T, first of all, I just wanted to commend you and just give you your your props, your flowers on an amazing documentary about this issue. And just for being just an overall free thinker and bringing like the collective of Black, you know, minds together to just free think and really talk about the issue. So thank you for that. I'm not- You're so welcome. I'm not going to take too much time. I just wanted to come in and educate. Um, I said before on your channel that I am an ICU nurse. And mm -hmm. one of the things I wanted to talk about was the medical aspects of like Black uh, genealogy and our genetics. Your part in your uh, documentary about Peter Nygaard and how he targeted Black women. Oh, my God. That gave me chills because mm -hmm. it reminded me. I don't know if most people heard about Henrietta Lacks. She is mm -hmm. essentially uh, the infamous Black woman whose genetic cells had led to the development of things like the polio vaccine and plenty of, excuse me, I'm nervous, plenty of other like cancer cell research. Essentially, her cells, that uh, he, he lost cells, he lost cells, they are uh, considered immortal because mm. they uh, duplicate and they, they uh, mutate, they don't mutate, I'm sorry, they replicate and they never die off. So her cells were sold to tens of thousands of scientists and doctors around the world for them to develop cures, for them to work on things like HIV and AIDS, and her family never got the credit. They, it took them five years from 1970 to 1975 to even find out that her cells were being used in genetic research like that, and there was no permission for it. So just now, how did they find out that she, I, I never understood that part. How did yeah. they find out that she had these superhuman X-Men cells? So um, I believe there was a researcher named George Otto Gay. He was uh, spelled G-E-Y. He was the first one to study the cells. They removed a tumor from her essentially, and they realized during you know microscopic research that her cells did not die off. That uh, as they duplicated, they continued to replicate over and over and over again. And realizing that she had this, they called it the immor uh, immortal gene realizing that they started to use her cells for research without her permission. So essentially she went into a doctor's office, uh, got a tumor removed, and they started studying her cells. So um, one of the things that I wanted to point out, especially in the medical field, and I see this all of the time, I work currently on a cardiovascular floor, and mm -hmm. I see where people come in for surgeries and the doctors and the nurses have them sign uh, consent forms to go back for surgery. Nobody ever talks to them about what they do with your organs that they're removing after the surgery. They only That's talk true. about, yes, they only talk about uh, what they're going to be doing, you know, the uh, actual procedure, but no one ever talks about the tissues, what's going to happen to them once they remove it. 
us mm. black people, especially black women, uh, ask your questions. I always tell people when they get hospitalized, ask these doctors questions, especially uh, what they're going to do with your genetic material. They will take uh, things like your placenta, skin, blood, you know, they take all of that and you never, you never hear from them again. We don't know mm -hmm. what they're doing with ourselves. And like I said, it took uh, Henrietta Lacks family five years to even discover that they were using her cells to create vaccines, to study uh, cancer, to find cure for AIDS, and they never got compensated for it. They're still in um, litigation and proceedings trying to get compensated for the use of her uh, genetic material like that. And so um, your, your regards about Peter Nygaard, like I said, I got chills because he is not the first and he will not be the last. And I cannot even imagine how many, you know, white doctors or scientists are out there targeting black bodies to discover the key to immortality. So mm -hmm. I just really wanted to just emphasize and then I'll be done. People, when you go in for your procedures, please, please, please ask your questions. Find out what they're doing with whatever parts that's being removed from you. Even if you're going to have a baby and they want to take the placenta, they, they'll take it away and they'll take it to a bank and they'll study it. They'll study your genetic material and you won't ever hear from them again, you know. So um, you have the full permission to know what is going on with your body. Where is it going? What do they plan to do with it? You want to keep, keep your placenta, keep your placenta, you know. Um, a lot of things do get like dis medically disposed, but find out about that because you don't want to be five, 10 years down the line. Your, your genes, know, I don't know, cured cancer, your, your, uh, they know cured something and you don't get any compensation for it or, or, you know, God forbid that they use it to create bioweapons or I know that's kind of out of, you know, out of the sphere, but Black genes are capable of so much, you know, we can, our bodies literally cure things. So they want our genetics. And I just wanted to, you know, just let people know, stay informed. When you go in for a procedure, don't just get half of the information. Ask all of your questions, because sadly, we don't, we don't know much about what's actually being done to us. And once you go under that anesthesia, you wake up, you don't even have memory of being in the surgery. So no. So I just wanted to pass that along and just to say, continue to be free thinkers, ask your questions. Your bodies are so precious. There are people out there that are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to your body. So protect yourself, especially in these hospitals and on these surgical tables. And that's it. And just to give you your flowers once again, thank you so much. You're so welcome. And thank you for calling in with that wealth of information, sis. I appreciate it. No problem. Y'all stay blessed. All right. Bye. So let me go ahead. Uh, she she made a lot of really, really good points. Um, that's why I feel like the whole situation that happened at the Soka Forest, that's why I wholeheartedly, you know, the more I just sat and I, I digested on it, because I've been known about it, but I just always attributed to, you know, just rituals, especially when it's, you know, election season, a lot of the politicians will sacrifice people, but that's a whole nother show. <laughs> so I've always kind of attributed to that, but the more I just kept thinking, you know, the way that these people were just dismembered and how it was just a warehouse of them butchering people. You think they were just letting those organs just rot in the forest? Simply not. They were they were shipping that stuff off. Somebody was having access to those organs. I believe that was a big organ harvesting situation that happened in the Soka Forest. So let me go ahead and um 
bring on here, uh, Boss Fit Savage. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey T, good evening. Um, good I, I want to thank you. you. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I want to thank you so much for making this deep dive. Oh my gosh, it it resonated with my spirit. But the question that I have, um, I was gonna put it for you in the Patreon questions stuff, but I was like, it was too long, and I had a feeling you were gonna make a live, so I was like, I'm gonna ask you. Do you mm -hmm. feel like there is something deeper? I don't want to say deeper. There is more to living than the regular regular schmo like you and I know. Because me, for sure, I tell the universe, once you clock me out at old age, baby, that's it. I don't want to reincarnate. I don't want to come back as a fruit. I don't want to come back as an animal. I'm clocked out. I'm done. But it's like these billionaires, even the celebrities like the Kardashians, the extent that they go to to want to stay here it's like what do y'all know that we don't so do you think like there's a life that they are aware of because i understand that they're billionaires there's lifestyles that they live there's food that they eat but you can only eat so many you know steaks and go to top-notch places and you know you notice how they'll feed us a reality like work you know that's it that's all but do you feel like there's more, there's a different life that they are aware of that we don't know? Because the extent that they go to the want to stay here is crazy. Well, I don't even think it's necessarily, you know, a different life. Like, um, I do believe in reincarnation, you know, from like just things I research. I do think that, you know, there's a space for reincarnation to exist. Um, there was a very well documented case of a young boy who was a reincarnated World War II pilot at the age of six. It's a very deep story, gives you chills. But the things that the boy knew, um, it was, it was, it's a crazy story. But um, so I do believe that reincarnation can exist. Certain fears that we have, um, I have a big fear of like just open water. Like I can do being like on a riverboat, on a big boat, but you're talking about canoes, kayaks, swimming pools, lakes. I have a huge fear. So I've always thought that maybe in a past life somewhere I drowned because I, I had a very, very bad fear of like just open water from the time I was a kid. But um, I don't necessarily even think that it's even as deep as them necessarily thinking like, oh, well, there's more to this life here on earth. So that's why they want to stay. When you think about it, when people become billionaires, and I'm not saying everybody but for the most part, what's the one thing they always say? You don't become a billionaire by being a good person. Most billionaires are very like corrupt, janky. They're willing to step on whoever to get to that point. I remember this kid asking one time, what's the difference between a billionaire and a millionaire? It's the same thing. They all got a lot of money. Oh, no, anybody can be a millionaire. Billionaires make the world move. You can win a million dollars today. That's just money in your bank account. But a billionaire, you're making moves that can, that can literally shift entire governments, that can affect a whole population of people. So I think part of it is they've done a lot of dirt and people are scared. They don't want to face their maker. Okay. So if I can make okay. myself immortal and keep myself and my spirit trapped here in the metaverse, I'd rather be trapped in the metaverse than burning in hell.
yeah if they believe that hell even exists yeah i so i i think that's more or less what it is Mm -hmm. is that you know yeah some people are really scared about the decisions and the things that they've done in their life you know people that they've affected um and and that doesn't just go for billionaires i mean you have crazy people out here shooting folks and acting a fool and and you know being unbecoming and they probably have the same fears as well, but they just don't have the money or the technology or the know-how to insert themselves in the metaverse. So eventually they know they're gonna meet their maker anyways. But I think that's really what it is, is that a lot of them, they don't wanna die. They're not willing, they're not willing to stop living this wonderful life. You know, if they can make themselves immortal, that's a way better option than having to face their sins. Mm, okay you opened my I didn't even see that I didn't even think of that but I I do want to thank you for answering it see keep going you go hard with these deep (laughs) guys yo (laughs) keep going I'm rooting for you (laughs) thank you sis and I appreciate you taking time to watch thank you so much for calling in okay (laughs) Bye. bye all right let me go ahead and um bring on Aaron Aaron, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You know, I had a good day. Um, I want to start off. Oh, wait, how are you? I'm doing good. Glad oh, to be right. here. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, T. Zippers. I'm not going to be too long. I want to say your deep dive was amazing. It's scary because I watched it at night, <laughs> right before going oh, to yeah. sleep. So I have to turn on some cartoons. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> um, It was amazing. And like, there's multiple layers that I, I want to touch on, and I'm trying to touch on them really brief. So if I talk fast, my apologies. Um, mm-hmm. The first one, we do have a, a sense of wanting to live young, and it's not just the younger generation. It is us. A part of it is because of social media, because we have access to it. But like the gentleman in the UK said that we've also always had it like with the form of the youth magazines, like the teen magazines. And it just wasn't for the the girls. All the boys wanted to be a part of a pop uh, pop band group boy band group mm-hmm. you know they wanted boy to boy bands you know even menudo um, remember as soon as they got a certain age they got kicked out of menudo right and so like it's always been there even in our literature uh one book that just stuck out to me the most was tuck everlasting it was the fountain of youth you know mm. and so i forgot the kids the guy's name but his family drank out of the youth and he fell in love with the girl and the girl age and you know she ended up passing i believe this like in elementary but that stuck out to me the scenes where like the blood the bloodbath it reminded me of um american horror story chat uh season three with delphine la laurie she was the okay. socialite that um tortured her slaves and she would use her her their blood um as makeup like to for youth Mm. She, she believed in that to that that kind of thing as well um they, somebody also said that there was a video game character and i didn't know about this but they have wrote it on my youtube channel that there's a video game character made after that same queen and they just thought it was a video game character yeah no this she's a real she's a real Resident she's Evil off the hook something like that. yeah she's off the hook <laughs> And it's a true story. Like there are some lords about it, but it's for the most part, it's true. Um, even like when we even get into our certain jobs, like I'm in recruiting in the military. And so like, we're told to go out and go get these young folks. And then at a certain age, you know, as a recruiter, they, they want younger recruiters to relate to the younger folks. And it's kind of offensive 
in my opinion, I'm only 31 and I'm going to be retiring in seven years. But it's like you want younger people to recruit younger people with no experience, no life lessons, no nothing. So what do you want to do with the old folks? You know, like, and there's, we're not even old by, by anything. We still are able to move. We're still able to walk and do everything that everyone wants to do. It's just, it's baffling. It's, it's baffling. And it's not just the women, it's the men as well. We get BBLs, we get the chest um, for the abs, we get reconstruction for your hairline. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like male plastic surgery is so hush-hush. And it it's funny, they'll make fun of women wearing lace front wigs and getting sew-ins, but I'm starting to see more men, more and more men getting these hair transplants, getting male weaves, you know, because exactly. again... The aging process affects everyone. Like nobody exactly. is going to get away from that unless you die young. But the aging process affects everybody. You know what I'm saying? But it's just some people might be able to hide it better, or you may not be under as much scrutiny when you're a man. You know, yeah. but yeah, a lot of guys are out here really getting plastic surgery, Botox too. Oh yeah, Botox. I have some friends that are young and then they started then they're they're starting in their twenties. I'm like, child, you know, uh, do you? You know, the the camera only takes what it sees, though, to be quite honest. I mean, you can Photoshop, but the camera only takes what it sees, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and so, like, that's my thing, is that I'm excited to get older because it with being with age comes with more experience, new new life lessons and all those things. You can't get those lessons when you're young. I mean, you get some lessons when you're young, but to be forever young is a little scary. Yeah. When you think about it, another thing before I go, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm moving, I'm I like I'm moving. <laughs> there was a movie, I think it was called Chappie. Um, it was about um, they figured out how to get the 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 mind into a robot, and that, uh, I don't want to tell it, but look at this movie. It is really good. I think it's called Chappie. Um. A really good movie. It touches on everything that you talk about in the deep dive and how your mind is, how you're thinking. I'm scared for it to happen. I like the touch, the the actual touch things. I don't like the cold material. And so I won't be downloading into the metaverse when the Lord talks me up. Okay. When he pulls my lottery ticket, I'm just going to go. Because earth is a little too ghetto. I ain't even going to (laughs) lie. Not the earth being ghetto, but yeah, it's seeming like that more and more. Yes, it is. It is. It is. And like social media, I, I manage three of my social medias and it's, it's it gets overwhelming trying to be like, OK, it needs to look like this. It needs to look like that. Why? What were people like? What were the youth like? What? It's, it's too much. It gets overwhelming. It's like, what would I like to post? Yeah. Yeah. And you just when you walk into your authenticity. Nothing else really matters, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Odell Beckham. I think he posted this. He said, "You can have a million likes, but it's it's and it won't be enough. The only like that matters is yourself. Mm. When you love yourself, when you like yourself, that's all that really matters. So when we start literally loving ourselves, yes, we can do our uh, self cares and things like that because that promotes our well being, our wealth, our wellness. But until we start loving and taking care of ourselves from the inside out, I mean, hey." Well, it's just so gonna true. Be, we're gonna be a wreck. So thank you, lovely T, for definitely letting me speak. Thank you, <laughs> T sippers. 
and I'll be coming back uh, after right. the chat. So, thank you for calling in. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, let me go ahead and bring on Miss Muchilla. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't come on in the beginning, but I'm I'm listening and I'm listening in the car and I'm I'm feeling the subject. Uh, your deep dive was amazing. Thank you, um, sis. You put so much effort into it and editing. It, it it looks like a major production, and I appreciate all that you do. Now, with this, with uh, us trying to stay young, mm -hmm. it's just crazy to me. We, we were talking about the young girls, and now it's like the younger girls look older than than like the, the girls old in their twenties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the girls in their 20s, girls in their 30s, all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 just crazy. To me, a, a teenager shouldn't have certain stuff. You got to, this is why it's so many missing children, because they're aging people up. And it goes back to the other thing with them also trying to um normalize pedophilia, too. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's it's just like you seeing younger girls look like little ladies or the beauty pageant looks and stuff like that. Right. It, it, I think a child's just should stay in a child's place as well as not aging them up to wear stuff like that every day. I understand if they get a weave or something like that for a special occasion, like maybe a birthday, Easter or something like that. But as far as to wear to school every day. No, and, and yeah, then some of those TikTok girls um, that are really viral, you can see where their parents are like condoning them. Like, I don't understand why your 14 year old needs to do body rolls in a bikini and booty shorts. Like, you know, like they're purposely allowing their kids to tease these men. And mm -hmm. then these kids are opening up little side only fan accounts and little yep. side Patreons. And, and what it boils down to is it's the parents pimping out their daughters. You're right. You're right. And, and and we finding out that more and more that people's doing it as a hustle with the with these uh social media accounts. Mm-hmm. So it's just to me, when they're young like that, it doesn't look right anyway. Their heads is too small to have all of that hair. It just looks weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so now, do you feel like people, you know, when it came to aging like back in the day before social media and things like that? Do you think people embrace aging more back in like the 70s and the 80s and things? Because, I mean, Pam Greer was seen as like a sex symbol. And yeah. she was never like a teenager on the scene. You know, she came on the scene as a grown woman and, you know, she had that natural beauty. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's like this whole thing to make women who were her age, like a Car uh, Carly Red, feel bad for being their age, feel bad for being 30, 35 and, and up. Yeah, well, they they're, they're doing that a lot now, especially with women. It I, I I forgot what it's called. It's called um, I I guess age shaming, right? So ageism. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so it's just I, I don't know. I embrace my age. I embrace it. I'm glad to be the age that I am, and I'm 53. So I, I take care of myself. People don't take naps and stuff like that. You want to burn the candles at both ends. Then you get bags under your eyes and start looking crazy. 
who take naps, drink your water, take care of yourself, and eat right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you. All right. And thank you for letting me speak. I appreciate it. Definitely. All right. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on. We're going to go to about seven o'clock. So let me go ahead and bring on um, Nadra. Hi, lovely T. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm going to fangirl embarrass myself, but all right. So about the whole uploading a consciousness to the metaverse, um, mm-hmm. somebody lightly touched on it on a point I was going to make, but I think I want to elaborate just a little bit and think of it from like a different perspective because I feel like with social media nowadays, I feel like it's used as a tool to kind of dumb down people. You know, and I think once we get people at a certain mental capacity, now they're more easily to manipulate. For example, women now feeling as if now they got to be like the young girls and things like that, you know, because now everything is accessible, you know, through social media at a fast rate. (laughs) sorry about that so because everybody's being dumbed down now and they're introducing this whole metaverse a couple months ago your phone is breaking up really bad oh i'm sorry hold on okay can you hear me now yeah that's better you must have an iphone yeah (laughs) (laughs) rotten apple strikes again (laughs) okay so, so you know how you said the old guards are coming, the old guys are coming? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this could be the whole metaverse thing for, like, this god thing? You know, the Roman, what was it, the Greek gods? Odin? Remember during 2020? When yeah, you the, how old the old guys are coming back. back? Mm-hmm. And now we have this whole metaverse thing. And how everybody's connected through social media. And that's how you like kind of get the whole world. So imagine a whole world is mentally on the same page. We're not understanding what's going on. We're so enamored with the fake that's going on that we're not paying attention to what's going on. And I think they're trying to introduce this whole metaverse thing to try to push this new agenda. You know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, now the girls, you know, and the boys are so caught up with, you know, these challenges, these their appearances, having a certain amount of money that, you know, eventually, because you know how you said to fund the police and things like that, and it spread around social media. I really think it's, it's a catalyst for something bigger, like another person said earlier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a form of escapism is what it boils down to, like the, the basics of it. Because when you think about the metaverse, it's a place where race doesn't matter, gender doesn't matter. You can be anyone you want to be, right? Yeah. And that sounds wonderful, you know, something new and something fresh. But 
when you really think about that though, psychologically, what's wrong with who you are? What's wrong with you being a black woman? What's wrong with this person being an Asian man? What's wrong with this person being a Puerto Rican woman? You know, like, why are we always trying to escape our real world lives, the lives that God placed us in, and we're trying to escape that through technology, through things like the metaverse? Because we're slowly, like, ruining it. I feel like, because social media is not a tool used to enrich people's lives. It, some aspects are, but mostly it's junk food. It's used to entice emotion. It's, it's used to cause reactions. So, of course, you know, when it's not something that's supposed to be beneficial, right, you're going to see, like, a lot of you guys said, and like have you said multiple times, it's a highlight reel. And because it wasn't there, you know, people had their problems before, but social media kind of enhances that. And because social media spreads across a wider range, you know, it's not conversation amongst a few friends anymore. It's conversations had amongst groups and communities and different people so now you have all these opinions of different people being highlighted and pushed to the forefront and it's making people kind of second guess themselves because now like how you said before it's only a highlight reel and i think exactly. it's i think it's just used you know i feel like this is just like the whole demon time energy the whole old gods are coming back i feel like this is just a catalyst to set forth something else the whole for every young mentality metaverse you know i just feel like youth extraction organs essence aborted fetuses you know i don't want to get too crazy on here but i feel like it's brewing something but i'm not gonna take up too much time anybody else you know I okay i love you i love being here i've been a tea sipper since you know the whole you know the purple outro intro uh-huh <laughs> that one i've been there for mm -hmm. maybe like six years so i can't wait to come to another spotify and thank you for listening to me and have a good night tea sippers thank you so much definitely thank you for calling in sis thank you love you guys bye love you too she made a lot of really good points now somebody was asking in the chat um who's really into the metaverse nobody's really checking for it unfortunately that's the farthest thing from the truth you know to keep it real people of color were always the last <laughs> you know to really get ourselves immersed in things the metaverse it's picking up speed you know you may not hear about it every day but it is picking up speed People, they're, they're buying land, they're, they're working on the technology. You know, it's just not all the way where it needs to be, where people can dip in and out of there, but it's definitely being ran. It's definitely being tested, being used, and that is gonna be the next step. You're gonna start seeing and hearing about it even more and more. You know, right now it just sounds so foreign, but it's definitely like uh, uh, Jeremy said, it's brewing. And if, if, you, if you follow like a lot of tech blogs or um, scientific things, you'll, you'll hear them talking about this constantly because this is what's gonna connect the entire world together. So now we're not gonna be bounded by boundaries and borders and things like that. So this is something that global governments 
are all working on. Remember, in the metaverse, there's replicas of the real world. So there's a replica right now of the Eiffel Tower. There's a replica of Vegas. There's a replica of all types of landmarks. They wouldn't be building these replicas if these governments were not agreeing that that's going to be the next step. So it's, it's definitely coming down the pipeline. So let me go ahead and bring on um, Luther's boy. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, we can't hear you, Luther's boy. You might have to go out and come back in. Uh, Kendrick Hall, go ahead and unmute your mic. Okay, he must not be ready. Uh, April Showers. April. Hello. Hello, hey. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. First, um, I just wanted to say about the documentary. The documentary was so, so good, so well put together. Oh my gosh, I ain't gonna lie, it kind of kept me up at night. Um, uh, I did want to bring up one random thing about the documentary just before I get into it. What do you want to say? Um, I don't really know too much about uh, DJ Vlad, so I really don't know what I'm talking about, but that was the first time I ever heard, I've ever seen him interview a white person. I was like, then I didn't even know he interviewed white people. <laughs> Like, I almost fell off my couch. I was like, damn, I always see him interview, like, black rappers. Like, I never saw that before. So I was like, okay. But the the documentary was just so, so good. But one thing I want to say about the Michaela situation, like, that whole footage was so creepy because it's like they're trying to make her seem, like, so normal. Like, they're just trying to make it, like, they're, like, playing in our face. Like, they're just trying to, like, the, like all those clips and images of her with, like, people and it was just so creepy. I'm like, this is not real, but they're trying to make it look like it's real. Like, it's weird. Yeah, even when she was kissing Bella Hadid, it yes. was so weird because it did. It just looked very natural. It was just it was just very strange. And when you think about that, hey. Bella Hadid is in her, I mean, she ain't old. She's like, what, in her mid to late 20s? Well, the this robot is supposed to be, what, age 18, 19? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, people had that same energy because I was a man almost 30 kissing on it. True, exactly. Exactly. And what I wanted to ask you is is Michaela, is that the same one to where she did like an interview and she was saying she was like a, a sex slave or something like that? Yeah, she did. She did a because basically what they're doing with these new CGIs. They're supposed to just be like, you know, your typical average teen. And you know how these teenagers like to go live and, you know, you know, just talk and rant and rave. So she decided to go live one day and basically talked about how she was sexually harassed by her Lyft driver. You know, she got into a Lyft and, you know, she was almost sexually assaulted. And so at that point, people really went off on social media. Like, one, this is true. Wow. And two, you don't fucking exist. So how were you sexually harassed? Like you literally live in a computer, but she told this fabulous story about how she was harassed. And again, it's the programmers who are trying to make her relatable. But to me, that's such an insult because y'all could have just as well had a real girl 
who's gone through sexual harassment, who's gone through right. gone through things, tell her story, but instead we're not having rappers and you know, CGI rappers rap about life in the hood. And we have Michaela talking about her sexual assault. It's it's really just it's crazy where we're at. <laughs> it's weird. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just curious to know, like, because remember they said, like, in the documentary, you said they said like she started off as it started off as like an Instagram page, and then it just kind of grew to this thing. I would be curious to know, like, who was the investor behind Michaela? Because I know a lot of these tech guys be having like major investors behind them. Mm-hmm. And now, I would, Michaela. Now, the two people who run her, because there's a woman who does her voice, it's a white lady, but there's a black guy who also works on her digital programming. So it is a person of color. He's a black guy. So she has who run her. But as far as... So that's why she's kind of like ethnic, like... Yeah, she's supposed to be Brazilian and what's her... uh, She's mixed. She's Brazilian and something else. Okay. Like a mix of like two Latina cultures. Okay. Yeah, that that whole Michaela footage was so weird. Like it just freaked me out. Yeah, and that's the thing when they're creating these um, CGI people, they want to make them as racially ambiguous as possible because just like with people right. in the real world, when you have somebody who's racially ambiguous, more people can relate, right? I remember I right. told y'all about um, when I lived in LA. And there's this, she was like a really, really light-skinned Asian woman, real pretty. She's from Vietnam, but she did hand modeling. She was making bank off of hand modeling. So she was like, yeah, you got little hands. You should try it and call my agency. So I'm like, okay, bet. I'm not, you know, I want to get into hand modeling. (laughs) And as soon as they heard my voice, the guy was like, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but are you black? I guess he could tell from my voice. I said, yeah, I am. He said, are you dark-skinned? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, it's not going to work. And I said, yeah, and at first I was kind of taken aback. He said, because um, when they do ads, they want to use hands that are racially ambiguous. If you use dark skinned black hands, how many people can relate? Mm. And when I thought about it, you know, I was kind of offended. But then when I thought about it, I went through like magazines and Instagram. And, you know, when you look at nail polish ads and stuff, do you see dark skinned hands? Right. Not really. You know, and if you see them, you know that's a black person that you could. But for the most part, if you use a racially ambiguous hand, guess what? Asians can relate, white people, Latinos, light skinned blacks. So that's their thought with that. So that's why when they make these robots, they do them just like they do people. Because with Michaela, because she's so ambiguous, you have Latina teenagers who can look up to her and see themselves in her you have black kids because she kind of has that you know black aspect to her yeah right? yeah just like with fm mika little swag, right. but then he has that black swag with the dreadlocks mm-hmm. then, you know so they know what they're doing they know what they're doing yeah it's, it's just really weird and i also wanted to like just pose this question i saw this somewhere on YouTube, I can't remember where, but somebody had posed this question, like, you know, would Marilyn Monroe be as cherished and as coveted as if she, like, lived and was able to grow old because she died young? So it's like, 
people always cherish her for her beauty and stuff, but it's like, would they still have cherished her the same way if she lived and became, you know, just a regular older woman? I don't know. I mean, I guess people cherished and loved Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, she lived to be pretty old. Yeah. But they, but they they consider Marilyn Monroe like that, just that beauty standard, that icon. Mm. And it's like, and, and it's like she's everywhere. Like even in the black culture, you'll see people aspiring to like Marilyn Monroe. It's like she's been made, she's been propped up to be like the standard of beauty. And it's like, would well, it have that same effect if she's grown old? Because it's like she kind of died young, so she lived forever young in a way. Yeah. And when you think about too, um, you know, she's going to be immortalized as always a 30-something-year-old, just like Anna right. Nicole. And I remember that was a big thing with Anna Nicole, like she was always scared to get older because, again, Hollywood is constantly pushing that youth culture. So when she died around the same age as Marilyn Monroe, um, it wasn't a shock to many people because for so long she was always speaking that into existence and she didn't see herself being, you know, 50, 60 years old. It was like she embodied that spirit. Mm hmm. And yeah. then even back then, remember, uh, that was around the time, too, where Jay-Z came out with his song. Remember, 20s and new, no, 30s and new 20. I'm all grown up. And I remember I never understood that. I remember when I was like in my 20s when that came out and I, I took offense to it because I'm like, no, 30 is not the new 20. Like, no, 30 is just 30. And that's OK. You don't have to take from like the 20 year olds and be in competition with them. But it's always been this thing where you have people, once they get a certain age, it's like they want to attach themselves to the youth. And it's better to be seen as 30, even though you're 55, <laughs> Jay-Z, um, than seen as your real age. Right. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No, that's about it. I just wanted to say I love the documentary. The Pennsylvania story, that freaked me the hell out. That's what kept me up at night. Yeah, that was a bit too close to home, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that freaked me out. Like, oh, my God. But that that document, like, all your deep dives are amazing. just want to say thank you for all the work you do. And thank you for having me. That's all. Definitely. Thank you for calling in, sis. It was good talking to you. It was good talking to you, too. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right, let me go ahead and bring on uh, Luther's boy. Go ahead and try it again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? I'm doing good. What's going on, T? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> That's what's up. And uh, what's up, T-Sippers? As always, amazing, amazing job on the deep dive. Um, appreciate all your hard work and research and journalism. I mean, like... I have so many visions of you like in mainstream media. It's crazy, but I'm going to just keep pushing that energy out there into the atmosphere. Okay. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> There's a few things that I want to hit on. <clears throat> One, you know, it's crazy like how, you know, we're talking about age and people saying what's young, what's old. And like um, me and my partner, we're actually like going through like, like reading the Bible from like start to finish. And it's so funny because like we're in Genesis right now. It's just something that we decided to do recently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all know, but people used to live to be 800, 900 years old back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, mm-hmm. until the days of Noah when he said he wouldn't allow people to live past 120. But 
let's really think about it. Like our lifespan is dwindling, you know, and this is a result of global warming and everything else and things that we're doing to our bodies. And, and now we're being pushed by social media based on people's representatives and their avatars of telling us what is acceptable and what is beautiful and it's causing people to get in a lifetime amount of debt get into potentially botched surgeries and this is all uh, i think it's all stemmed to mental health at the end of the day because you're insecure you feel some type of way about yourself where I don't think that we really struggle with this back in the day. Like, I don't think it's anything wrong with the breast augmentation or a tummy tug. But when you're trying to change your facial features or you go into the doctor, like, I want to look like Kim Kardashian. It's just like, why? You know, like, like, why don't you love yourself? So I think all this stuff is connected, right? Mm-hmm. Even going to the whole Peter Nygaard situation, I think that's the mental health issue with him. Like he lost all regard for human life, born and the unborn, for his own selfish desires of what he wanted. You know what I mean? And like, you know, you're talking about how the, the billionaires, they run everything. I feel like it's all connected because the people that run social media are billionaires. Doctors are millionaires. Right. And then you have those. So as far as sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, you know, organ harvesting, plastic surgery. I feel like it all plays the part all together. And then not to mention, so uh, these tech giants are assisting them with the Apple um, tax, right? Mm-hmm. Finding people. And now I don't know if y'all know this, but on Instagram, if you have an iPhone, I don't know about Android, but if you have an iPhone, they just recently released it. You need to go to your settings. Go to Instagram. I heard about that this morning. Uh-huh. Yep. Go to Instagram, go to location, and turn off precise location because they said this new thing that they released is now giving people precise location to find you just if you're connected with them on Instagram, if you have this turned on. So, so scary. I know. It's crazy. So I'm just like, I feel like it's all connected at the end of the day. Like, they're providing all of these loopholes for debaucherous things to happen and then they act like oh we didn't know we were doing it for you okay but yeah that was basically it i just wanted to touch on those things you know as far as like you know where my mind was going and how i see it and also wanted to you know give you your props for another job well done um love you i'm glad that we're able to take something away from it yeah you know I, i learned a lot and it blew my mind too even with the with the African um, politician and his wife. Like, you you kidnapping mm-hmm. kids so you can take their organs. I'm like, people just really have no regard for human life no more. And it's just like, just because you're powerful or you have money, I don't know how people sleep at night, for real. Like, <laughs> But you know what's, what's even more scary when you really think about it? There's nothing new under the sun. So imagine Absolutely. how many young kids that were around during the age of King Tut and the pharaohs who, well, this older, more prominent man is sick, so we're going to take your heart. Yep. Remember, oh, absolutely. Sacrifice was a big thing in the Bible days and stuff like that. 
It was. I mean, when they found out that it was going to be a savior, right? They he uh, Pharaoh ordered to all the firstborn sons to be murdered and killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're definitely right. There is nothing new under the sun. You know what I mean? Um, I just wish that we were progressing versus going backwards. You know, as right. as a whole. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, all I focus on is what I, what affects me and what you know, I can tangibly touch, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you know, all you can do is what you can. And, you know, everybody, you know, just stay prayed up and stay vigilant, be wise. You know what I'm saying? Like to you showing us like in these videos with the trafficking things, like just, just be aware and like watch your back. Like, because it's crazy. Even with them donuts, things that you were showing them guys with these street situations like that's scary if you think about it like if you're not involved in that and it's i don't know you i just think people, you can't leave yeah. yeah you know what i was telling my nephew i was like people are having issues understanding reality from fantasy because they spend so much time online and on video games it's starting to bleed through and like they're they're making it looks like a grand theft auto game when you really yeah. just watch that whole la situation it looks like a grand theft auto game absolutely that's that's literally what it looks like it's like they're they're living what they see like the predictive programming is coming so fast now of things that we see like even when I think people are saying like it looks like the purge too. I mean the mm-hmm. uh, L.A. Times even used that in a news um, article. Like don't come to L.A. It's like the purge. We probably won't be able to help you. I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness you, you gotta find them food out of Texas, no Arizona. Yes, exactly. Listen, I'm grateful for where I am right now, and I just you know, always pray for protection and peace and that, you know, God's ministering angels are encamped about me and my family. And that's all y'all need to do. You know, no reason to live in fear. Just be smart and vigilant and, you know, take care of your business. But thank you as always. I appreciate you for calling on me. um, You enjoy the rest of your evening and you choose to tea sippers. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. You're welcome, darling. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, let me go ahead and bring on Nick PJ. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? I'm good, you. Um, hi, T. Sippers. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, uh-huh. I'll talk about th- three things. My First of all, my experience, my um, video games, <laughs> and uh, social media. So my experience, I'm 25. My experience with how the youth, I actually want to grow up. <laughs> I actually want to mature in my age and look my my age. Because if you mm-hmm. see me, if you see my profile picture, I look like I'm like 21. I s- still low-key get carded at the bars when I go. <laughs> and people are like, oh, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. And even at my job, people are like, Nick, aren't you like 21, 22? I'm like, no, I'm 25. So, and I, yeah, I wanted to look more my age, but that comes with time. And then also, <laughs> but also, I, <laughs> but also it's like, I'm actually, I like how it's every single year I'm maturing, I'm maturing in my age. Like I speak well, 
and all those things. But I would say though, with social media though, it did affect me a lot because I did see as a man, people are now trying to like go, go to the gym, stay quote unquote fit for the gram, mm. posting like their abs workouts, their um, glutes, whatever, you know, whatever they want to do. And I know, don't get me wrong, some of it is motivational, but some of it is just machismo. Some of it is just mm-hmm. fake to me. Because I feel as though it's like, if you're showing off your little progress, why don't you tell them, how are you doing it? What are you doing in the gym? Do a description on your Instagram story. Like, things mm-hmm. like that. And I feel as though people, some, no, not some, a lot, majority of the men are not doing that. They just want, like, their ego to be fed. Because no I shit. I watched a video a while back, and I didn't even realize that men go through this as well. Because, you know, y'all mm-hmm. think about when women are scrolling all up and down Instagram and they're getting you with all these images. But they're saying mm-hmm. that a lot of times that also affects men where they kind of, you know, their self-esteem feels away because now they're comparing themselves to these Adonis-like guys and they're like, why don't I look like that? Why isn't my six-pack like mm-hmm. that? You know, I don't have all these females fawning over me. So men also go through that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, all, and even in the gay community too, be like, they're there's a lot of just a lot of men who are just doing a, a whole bunch of lot and they're not doing things to help. And mm-hmm. even when you talking about that Andrew Tate guy, for him to do mm-hmm. shit like that and then pull a, and pull a facade on like how he was, it's like, well, you asked for this. This is what you want to do. Like, right. <laughs> you know, nah, um, well, I was just playing. Well, it's too late for that. It's too late, sir. It's too late. Um, that's just my whole experience, and I just want people who, who probably still get carded, like then like 25 and up, don't worry about it. Stay blessed. Stay, stay yourself and enjoy and look. Be happy when you look in the mirror. Be happy about yourself. That's about that. Um, but when talking about video games, I actually love my digital characters. I'm not gonna hold you. I <laughs> I love it. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that. Is not going crazy. Like video games are actually going insane. When because I used to um, see seeing just how the console the consoles like before like PlayStation Five, PS 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 Five, and seeing how they upgraded how these game software these are these game software engineers whatever they want to be called they how they are character developing every person design their character designing every person they look so real. I'm like, wait, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Can I just have like, mm-hmm. can I have like this animated person up in here? Why is everything so real? And that has, and that I feel like that takes a toll on people too because they're now looking at these digital characters like, wait, whoa, what is going on? Like, mm-hmm. why are they, why are they here? And they're so, they're kind of making themselves out of reality now because they're so into this video game, like. Um, but I ain't gonna hold you. There's some parts where I love, like I love, like I know you know this game called Saints Row. You probably haven't. Yeah, I've heard of they it. They just oh, that's my game, girl. <laughs> I, you can just you can design your own boss. You can do anybody you want to be. Like you can be alien, whatever you want, and it's so fun. And I feel as though people have to just understand the balance. Like there's a way to mm-hmm. have fun with visual characters and don't take it seriously. Stop trying to emulate that on your side of your personal life. 
And um, and also, I just have to just last thing. I just have to just blame us, blame like you say, blame consumers because we're the ones who engage in everything that we do. We engage in our phones. We engage in these new trends. We engage in TikTok. You know, I low key don't have TikTok. I really don't. I never downloaded it. But it's just we engage in all these things and we can't sit here and be like, oh, well, what's going on? We can't just play stupid. We have to realize that sometimes we kind of are the reasons why these people are making these things out in the ordinary. And I feel as though we have to, either we're going to have to distance ourselves from it or better yet, just learn how to be a part of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just really what I wanted to say. And thank you so much to me. You're so welcome. You're Thank you for calling in. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so we're going to go ahead and um, take one more call here. Uh, Kashmir? Hi, T. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. And I, I want to apologize. If I start coughing, I've been like a little under the weather so for like the last couple of days. So if I start coughing like a madman, please forgive me. So... Um, I I want to say that, first of all, I want to ta- touch on like a couple of things that other people have talked about. So I know um, you talked about the metaverse and how people were like, well, it's not really like popular. And you were like, no, it's actually picking, ste- um, picking up steam, which is actually true because Harvard Medical School, um, there's an M3. M3 is like a third year medical student where they started practicing surgeries in the metaverse. So that's just something that I want to put out. I want to put out there just to let you know that the metaverse is something that's like really real and it's like, it's coming to life. But I just wanted to also tap on like a, a trend that's been going on in like, can you hear me T? Yep, I can hear you. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a trend that's been going on. So over um, the course of humanity, we know that science has, you know, empowered a lot of human beings, like a lot of scientists where they feel like God, you know, and it got to a point scientists, I don't want to say there was a halt, but there was like a sort of limitation where it's kind of like, okay, how many, like we've reached, we've reached kind of like we've reached a plateau of how, how high we could go, like in terms of science, well, there was another industry that served as a vehicle to pretty much carry science to like the highest potential, which is technology. So if you've noticed, two of the right most growing industries are technology and science. And now there's a new merger of uh, biotechnology, which is like one of the most growing um, fields. So I'm just saying that to say that um, while we're investing in crypto, a lot of actually wealthy CEOs and other people have started investing in um, biotech companies, especially the ones that um, do gene editing, like the ones that edit, you know, people's genes. And actually in China in 2015, they developed um, a technology known as CRISPR. And CRISPR is like this, it's, it's, it's a tech, it's pretty much one of the world's, it's the world's most powerful gene editing technology where you can pretty much 
make like designer babies. In other words, like if you're you're about to have a child, you can pretty much edit the child's genetics and everything. So at first when that came around, people were like, you know, joking around with it. And then the Chinese researchers, there's a university known as South something in China. They had actually an independent study where they recruited over 200 couples and edited like their embryos and actually like they pretty much genetically modified their embryos. And when, you know, you know how like researchers have like a network, for example, like American researchers communicate with like, you know, Canada's researchers and Chinese researchers, right? So pretty much, let's just say America's researchers contacted them and was like, hey, so how did that study go? And they refused to like say anything about that study. So a bunch of like researchers pretty much came together and told them to pretty much reveal the results of that study and come to find out um, the researchers kind of suspected that it didn't work, like the embryos didn't work. Come to find out actually those embryos that they genetically modified actually worked and some of them were like twins and stuff. And yeah, so genetic editing is something that's like one of the big crisp. There's a, the company is called CRISPR Therapeutics and actually they're selling stocks. So if anybody's buying crypto, you should also look into like biotech companies. And I feel like as human beings, our chase for perfection and immortality, we have literally, we're, we've been primed for it like it's in our games like someone mentioned sims where you can just you know you can enter into a place and just like change your hair change your your body and just all that we're being primed for it to get to a point where it will seem normal to us you know what i'm saying and there are also some companies that are into you know brain chips and actually there's also you know how like you have prosthetics right like prosthetics for your feet, your legs and stuff like that. They're actually making, or they're actually AI powered prosthetics. So pretty much it's controlled by a whole um, computing system. So as human beings, like, I just wanted to pose the question that at some point, what's going to happen where let's say in the next 50 years or in the next, I think 50, yeah, 50 years where as human beings, we, we've reached, you know, pretty much like everyone is smart, everyone is hot, everyone is athletic. I, I wonder what will happen to, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of yeah, like. It's going to be interesting to find out because if everybody's perfect and looks a certain way, we're just going to have a bunch of clones. Yeah. There's not exactly. going to be any diversity. There, there will not be any diversity. And I feel like that's where, um, as human beings, like we're, technology is just, has become just a very powerful vehicle that it's taken science, the field of science to like overdrive where like, I don't want to say nothing isn't nothing, like nothing is impossible at this point. And I think it's just very scary. So that's, that's what I wanted to add, like add to that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Liz, are you able to unmute? Can you hear me? Okay, yep, I can hear you. I don't know what's going on with the phones. That was weird. I don't know. But um but yeah, everybody kind of covered all my little 
points that I had um, about the forever youth chase. Um, I was kind of just talking to my son about, you know, not being so caught up in the media because he likes to watch YouTube a lot. Um, he's not really like a big social media, like TikTok or Snapchat type of kid. But like I said, I just kind of, he kind of knows, like we have these kind of deep talks with each other about, you know, the metaverse and, you know, protecting your spirit and making sure you're always in tune with yourself and loving yourself because I just see so many young kids just get so deeply involved with these things and it scares me a little bit you know what I mean it's just Mm -hmm. you know I want them to to love themselves enough to be like you know this is this is just fantasy this is not real this is not this is not what I want for myself but I, I just feel like this is the direction we're going, kind of like um, that Prime show upload, where you can upload your consciousness when you die. I heard about that, but I hadn't seen it. I heard it's good. It's really good. It's, but it's, it's still, it's like it's creepy, especially when they have like the Taco Bell commercials when they're talking to you. It's, it's child, it's weird, but it's wild. Um, but that's, you know, that's all I wanted to say. And thank you for taking my call. Definitely. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, you guys. So that wraps up today's show. I want to thank everybody for coming in and chopping up with us on the past two hours. There's lots of really good points made, lots of good conversations in the chat. So I really appreciate you guys. We'll have another um, meeting probably sometime next week. And, um, but I will keep you guys posted on which day next week. But thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this chat. And once again, no matter where you're at in life, no matter the age you're at, you could be in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. Okay. Embrace where you're at in life because where you're at currently in life is where you're meant to be. So on that note, I will talk to everybody later. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.